Bo Gibson, patient as a Sunday drive, and he nailed it. Goldwire, angles right, gives it up corner. Mo, open three again, got it again! Two in a row for a Mojomatic. Marvin between the circles. Right side, drives, got deep, off the glass and in. Marvin Johnson feeling himself. Gibson with five, tries to drive, bump down the lane, pass to the corner, doesn't get to Jacob, now it does. Fade away three, good, good! Jacob Groves at the shot clock buzzer in your eye. 70 to 62, the Sooners will apply some full court pressure. Inbounds nearly stolen, Cortez, it is stolen. He saves it to Marvin, back to Bijan. He'll drive and he lays it in. Bijan lays it in. Win column, Sooners, came over. Final score tonight in Morgantown. It's Oklahoma 72 and West Virginia 62. Victory! shoots a high percentage against us. We suck. And they stay there. And they say yeah. And they say Spoken brilliantly right there. Which I don't know that we shot it all that great. <laughs> no. I like the last eight minutes, but that's what I was talking with Parker about it. Like their last night was a reminder at times how bad they were shooting it because every miss was when it like <laughs> vibrated your house every single time OU missed or West Virginia missed. Uh, God, what was up with that, man? I don't know. Did it not sound like a gunshot every time <laughs> someone missed it? They had a, they had the rims mic'd up, I, I think. Seriously, I think that they did. There's usually, I think, a, a microphone like right there on top of the, the, the backboard in between the shot clock and the backboard. And I think they just had it, had it turned up a little hot. It was funny. No, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And <laughs> then that rifle goes off at halftime. The musket goes off at <laughs> halftime. You heard it right there. Jeez. It's nuts. Did you dive under your uh, I, coffee I table? I did. We're getting shot at. <laughs> <laughs> Incoming. Uh, that's good stuff, though. Much, much needed. Much needed win. Yeah, it was. And, um, no, they, they, they got, got it done. Did what they had to do. wasn't wasn't just the prettiest uh, basketball game of all time, but I think that's what most of theirs are going to be like. Uh, kind of like we talked about yesterday, grinders. And I know you were worried down the stretch that I was going to hit my <laughs> sixty nine score. Well, oh, you hit a free throw. To, Cortez hit it. Yeah, he. Hit I a wanted free him throw to, to miss the second one. I yeah, was like, miss it. He hit sixty eight, and I'm like, oh god, he's going to get this, isn't he? <laughs> I know. I don't know what's. I don't know what's worse. You being right, picking the basketball game correctly, or OU ended up with sixty nine points on the night. I don't. I, know. I don't know, man. I but know it was it. a real sweat for me last night. Yeah. How do you feel after picking them to lose that game? I hey, look. It just confirms what everyone already knows. You are the basketball mind yeah. on this show. I, I swear, man. When I look at you, it's like, golly, he must be a descendant of James Naismith. Right. I swear. That's right. Yeah. Basketball um, brains. Well, here's the thing. We, at right now, we kind of go as, as the Groves brothers go as far as offensively, and they've been inconsistent, but whenever they hit and um, they pour it in, hit some threes, 
get a little inside game going on and what they combine for 30 plus that's that's what we need from them consistently but i I don't know how reliable that's going to be. Yeah, you know? I, just because Tanner has so many tough matchups on a night in, night out basis. You know, I mean, he probably has the toughest asks of anyone on the team. You know, on night in, night out. But I, I hope, I really want to make sure that he gets enough credit because that whole team knew how critical that game was last night on the road. You, you lost four straight, all that, and the fact that he scored twenty one points on just eleven shots, six rebounds. It's like that guy was bound and determined last night. Like I, I'm not, I'm not going to let us lose another one. Right. You know, he had an intensity about him. He just played so well. Like good on him. That's what you know. When you're going through kind of a new era of OU basketball, having Tanner Groves on this team is priceless, man. And, and yep. you saw it last night. I was, I was kind of surprised with the Harkless situation. He hardly played, right? Yeah, he played four minutes. Yeah. That was interesting. Didn't expect that. Um, don't know what to make of it moving forward. Uh, but I thought that was uh, an interesting little little piece of that. Now, it's good you got that win. You needed it. You're about to go uh, into a hornet's nest, though. Uh, there's no doubt about that, man. Auburn, as you call them. Um, that's going to be a big-time crowd on Saturday, and they're they're feeling themselves. What time? And that's it's a 1 o'clock, one o'clock tip. Yep. So, yeah. No, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be fun, but uh, I'm glad they got that that win. So, did you see the uh, tweet that I put out on the ref Twitter page at Sports Talk 1400? No, <laughs> it's uh, getting a ton of play. Of course, you haven't seen it. By the way, what a dumb question. <laughs> What's your favorite Norman bar that no longer exists? This is actually a subject that I feel like anyone can be an expert on. I'm pretty sure that any. Almost every bar that I went to in college does not exist anymore. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> pretty much every. I mean, even o- I mean O'Connell's is still around, but it's in a totally different location yep. right now. And that was my, that was my pick. The old O'Connell's over there. Um, that's about as legendary as it gets now. Like Carter said, Vista. Uh, OU Architect Vista was good. OU Architect says Brothers. Brothers was good, and you know that. And I knew when I put it out, it's like, okay, I'm going to get some good answers, but I'm also going to get a whole lot of <laughs> sugars. And I've come to realize that not everyone's kidding, though, about sugars. There were a lot of people <laughs> that sugars is their favorite bar that has since closed down. Yeah. that It is kind of interesting. Um, I mean, I've never been there, but you could just imagine uh, showing yeah, up okay. in there. and Okay. Yeah, all right. Seeing all Everyone the says faces. that. Everyone uh, says that. No one yeah. believes you when you say it. Uh, Red Dirt mm. was a good one. Was that over there off Ed Noble Parkway? No, it was. It was right where. Um, what do they call it now? Logies. Logies. We're, totally okay. different though. It looked completely different. Where was the hangout when you were in college? That was off Ed Noble Parkway. I thought it was like a cowboy bar. Maybe not. Ed Noble Parkway. I thought that you told me one time that you guys would go drink at Applebee's and then hang out at some bar over off Ed Noble Parkway. I don't know. Maybe no, we I- would go to Applebee's, but I don't know that we went to a bar off of Ed Noble Parkway. Um, but Red Dirt Brothers, those were the two main main two bars. You, you had the Mister Bills era, right? It was there, but I, for whatever reason, I never went there. Um, 
Wow, lame. You, you went to OU and didn't go to Mr. Bills. That's kind of shocking, embarrassing. Right? Um, Your Sooner legacy just got bumped down quite a bit. I'll tell you what the, the, the funny thing is. At that time, Campus Corner was – was like right now it's like really commercialized. That wasn't the case back then. It was you'd have bars or club or whatever you want to call it that would pop up and it would last like three or four months and then it would be gone. <laughs> it was just like really quick. Um the deli's still there, though, right? The deli is still there, man. I've been to the deli several times. Uh, my so-called band, which a lot of people know about. Yeah. You've heard of my so-called band, yeah, right? They're still so. playing 90s, uh, I think the early 2000s Is that the one that stuff. plays like, a, a st- like one song that lasts like 30 minutes that's just like continuous? I don't know if they do that. I mean, I like they, they play like 90s songs, yeah. basically. Um, but yeah, they, they play. Everybody's been to the deli, man. And any, it's still going strong. Any Joe's Taverna on there? A lot of Joe's Taverna on there. A uh, Liberty Drug is on there. Champions? I was at Champions. Golly, that was. See, I think, I think Liberty D's was the same. Pl- I think Liberty D's turned into Red Dirt. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, though, but I think that was in the same spot. Mm. And then you had, um, oh gosh, it was, oh man, I can't even remember the name of it, but it was kind of back, you know where that little parking lot is on the corner? It was like on the south side of that parking lot, there was one that's kind of like downstairs. I don't know. It's been too long, man. I know. It's so many, like there's so many like names here that have been uh by, by the way sean says you're correct about liberty d's and red dirt yeah they were in the same location but there's just so many names here where i'm like golly like, i've been around norman my entire life and i've never even heard of this place so yeah uh like opie's how can we forget about oh, opie's it wasn't on uh, which by the way the shag carpet side was the Woo. best side of opie's i think that we can all understand that jockey strap never heard of jockey strap no, before. i haven't either uh, Vista, I've heard of it. Never Vista's went good. there before. Um, I would say the most are probably Vista. Sh- Sugars is <laughs> definitely up there. Uh, Mr. Bills is there too, though. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's still there, but I don't know if people like still go as a bar. But whenever I was in college. We went to Bison Witches a lot yeah. as a bar. Was is that still Bison a- Witches is still there, man. When I was first dating my wife, um, she would come to Norman and we would go to karaoke there every Wednesday night, maybe. Nice. Uh they're still karaoke it up over there at Bison Witches. Oh yeah. There's still yeah, I mean there's still some spots that have been around for a while. Bison Witches is one. Has it always been on that Main Street location yeah. or I, has it moved? I pretty much ate at Bison Witches. Almost every, probably, probably two or three times a week. Cheap and really good. Half sandwich and soup. Yep. For like six ninety nine yeah. or something. I like think that. it may have even been like five bucks. It may have been. Or it, it's like I think it. If it wasn't five bucks then, I think it might be five bucks now. Something like that. The the baked potato soup in the bread bowl is. Yeah, that's that's what winners. That's what winners go yeah, with. Pretty good. No, that's funny though. God, it is crazy to think though how much the bar scene has changed in Norman over the past, I mean, just even over the past 20 years. You're right. It is very commercialized down there. Not that it's awesome. I, I think that, that Campus Corner is still awesome. I love going right. to – God, we went to uh, O'Connell's on Saturday before the basketball game. It was it was packed in there. It's fun. But, 
it's there has been so many businesses that have been there, lasted about eight months, a year, and then some, something else it's, is in. It's really weird, and I don't know – I don't know when this kind of switched, but for the longest time, or I guess I shouldn't say for the longest time, but when I was in college, it always seemed like we everyone migrated to where the cheapest stuff was. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's that's not an OU thing. That's an right. everyone in college thing. But most of the places that are down there now – it, there's it's all like it's all like expensive stuff like ex- expensive bars there's no way we would have gone to something like that it was like <laughs> you pile in for like penny beer night well you can't that's the thing though you can't do that with these new liquor laws that they have because uh, even in my what we're eight years apart nine years apart which might seem like a lot but we still caught a lot of the same like happenings and stuff in yeah. high school and college I used to go out to uh uh, Cowboys in Weatherford all the time, and they had like dime beer night. So that was even a thing when I was in college. But I, I feel like the liquor laws changed so much that it's it's kind of yeah it, that that whole era is gone. And let's be honest, you know, whenever it was dime beer night, you they'd go over to this crappy uh, keg in the corner of I don't know what it was and hand you essentially like a tiny little styrofoam cup. And it was like Milwaukee's Best or something. They would tell you that it was <laughs> yeah. Coors Light or Bud Light and be like, these dumb college kids know if, don't know the difference. I don't even know if they put put it on ice. <laughs> the point was to get you there for the dime beers and then have you drink it and be like, oh my God, I'm not doing that again. The, Give me some. Well, that's the great thing about being 21, though, is like you did not care. Like <laughs> now, you like I would even I would be a total snob about it. But back then... Dude, it, who cares? It's, it's all the same thing. Now you've got one of those, uh, like a wine holder that's a sling that you carry over your shoulder, Pretty right? Much, that's man. got a, yeah. a wine glass that's in it. That's me every Saturday afternoon. <laughs> My life has changed. Let me let me read some of these that are coming in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, the Farm was a bar. Okay. Farm. Oh, was... Pinkers was a bar. Was that... Um, mm. Was... The farm there. There was a little, like I said, a lot of these lasted for like a couple of months, and then they were gone. At one point, there was a bar on Sooner Road or Twelfth, whatever you want to call it, like all the way out, kind of where Belmar is now. Belmar wasn't even there at the point at the time, I don't think. And it was like a country bar, and it only lasted like one year. Was that what Farmers was? No, um, I, no, actually, I don't, I, I'm thinking of Sooner Corral, which was a little yes, bit further maybe out. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, maybe dude, I, w- I went to Sooner Corral in, ah, in college. It was 18 nice. to enter. Nice. And uh, yes, we got kicked out of there a few times for uh, not respecting the only 18 to enter thing. But, you know, what do you do? Uh, Orion's Pizza, Othello's, Othello's is still going strong. Pinocchio's, yes, the deli. Gray Fox, Red Fox. Uh, yards, one half yards of beer. Uh, Rome was above Mr. Bill's, Kelly's, the Quarter House, the Edge. I remember the Quarter House, but I don't think I ever went there. Service mm. Station, is it still open? Service Station is still open. Yeah, I've yeah. had lunch there a couple times here in the past year. Good stuff. So hey, there's still some OGs hanging around. You just got to know where to look. You got to know where to look, and it's been a tough couple of years for those places to survive. So. No, but that's cool. <laughs> that's a that's a funny conversation. I remember the first time I went to Brothers, and 
I don't know, it was like a probably like a Thursday night or something. And I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. This is awesome. And I think it wasn't very, it was so like, um, like, there was like the cool place, like every couple of weeks, it seems like it changed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was like, like a, it was like a mass of people just like went to different spots. It's funny. Yeah. The Mont, uh, no one has, no one been saying the Mont. Well, because that- it's still here. Yeah, I yeah I know, but I, I but there's a lot of people are saying places that I, I don't know. I'm, I was a little bit surprised that no one at least mentioned like it's still here, but the Mont's awesome. The places that are around Campus Corner right now, though, um, they're about to reap the benefits with this move to the SEC. Yeah, they are. I'm just really nervous about what LSU fans how much they're going to trash it. Yeah, gonna they're going to do that too. Yeah, it's going to be great, especially the first. Well, the way they schedule it is obviously going to matter, but it's going to take it's going to take several several years for everyone in the SEC to make their way through here, and same for us to make our way through yeah, but, everywhere but, else. You know, but the first time that people do come here, like the first time that OU's on the schedule, is probably when you're going to get the most visiting fans here in Norman. Well, It'll be a steady stream every year, but the, like the first time Arkansas, LSU, or A&M comes back, it'll it'll be a big deal. Well, and that's kind of what I'm talking about, though, is every year there's probably going to be a new fan base coming in for a, yeah. one of our games that, we, cool. that has either never been here or it's been a really, really long time since they've been here. So that will be awesome. All right, quick timeout. Break number one. Hit us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. We'll be back. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Reliable, fast, affordable. OEC Fiber was founded on the same principles that brought us OEC 85 years ago. We are reinvesting in Oklahoma by bringing high-speed fiber services to your homes, businesses, and schools. Make sure to visit us today at OECFiber.com to get started. OEC Fiber. We're taking internet, phone, and TV services where no one else will. There is no such thing as a traditional life. Therefore, there should be no such thing as a traditional funeral. The staff at Primrose is able to help you plan all aspects of a celebration of your life. From food and beverage to special music and even setting up Dad's railroad collection, the staff was there to think of every detail. I encourage you to call today and let the professionals at Primrose help you and your family. Call 321-6000. When you have suffered a major loss, your head might be spinning. So many things can run through your mind. Is my family safe? How am I going to rebuild? Which restoration company will I be working with? After you've determined your family is safe, you should call Brown O'Haver. They will help you with the major questions you'll be facing. They will educate you on insurance claims, how to rebuild, and determine what is salvageable before someone else tells you or bills you for your own property. 405-735-5510 is the number you need to call after you've suffered a loss. 
O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill on Campus Corner is your home for great activities this basketball season. O'Connell's is ready to serve you every day with both our customers and employee safety in mind. How about the daily specials at O'Connell's? 70 cent wings on Monday after 4 p.m. $2 Tuesdays with $2 apps and drink specials. Wednesday nights you have the popular $5 burger night and karaoke. And then team trivia on Thursdays. Make O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill your dinner and drink destination starting at 4 p.m. every day for a great basketball season with family and friends. Did you know there's a place where you can get good neighbor service and surprisingly great rates on home and auto insurance? Yep, and that place is, ta-da, State Farm. Here's the deal, State Farm agent Cindy Nasher is your go-to agent in Norman for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop shopping around. State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has you covered. Call 405-307-0500 for surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Fowler Automotive believes that art, culture, and thriving places are at the heart of a thriving community. It is important to Fowler that they build up the communities that their dealerships call home. Some of the current sponsorships they're supporting include McKinley Elementary's Moveathon, the Legacy Rotary Norman Car Show, Momentum 2021 for the Oklahoma Visual Arts Coalition, and Mills on Wheels Norman. Help us support these great events by visiting FowlerAuto.com. Kicked by Hartley, and it is, it is good! It's good! Hi, I'm Garrett Hartley with the world champion New Orleans Saints. I kicked the winning field goal that put the Saints in the Super Bowl. Because I stayed focused and didn't get distracted, those 1.3 seconds from snap to kick changed my life. Around train tracks, being distracted for even a second can really cost you. So please stay focused near train tracks and stay alive. Brought to you by Operation Lifesaver. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We're inside the Brown O'Haver studio, which is fitting because John from Brown O'Haver just stopped by to pick up uh, one of our Mule Shoe <laughs> Snake t-shirts. Alice wanted one of the t-shirts, so uh, John come over here and uh, got one for his wife, which is pretty cool. So what's the backstory on that? Who made those? One of our great listeners made those T-shirts and, and just, just came in and like just dropped off a big box of them. Ron Witsitz. How about that? Came in and dropped them off. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, That's man. Awesome. And they're almost gone. I cannot like he brought in so many T-shirts, and you were sitting out there when Parker yeah. and I were on the air, where people just coming in left and right and getting T-shirts. I think one one per one or two people came in and grabbed them but before you got here. There were people all up and down this place. 2020 East Alameda, if you want one of these uh, Mule Shoe Snake t-shirts, which, God, go figure, man. I step out for one minute during Locked In today, right? and you're talking about what... <laughs> What kind of snake? What kind of snake do you think is on the shirt? I'm like, God, this is the most Teddy conversation ever. It's just a generic snake on the shirt, and Teddy's like, Yeah, that, that's not a copperhead. It's not fat enough to be a copperhead on there. <laughs> God, go figure. Well, I'm just saying, you like to be accurate. If it, you're calling it the mule shoe snake, what kind of snake are we talking if, about? If here? it's the mule shoe snake, then it's a garter snake. Totally <laughs> harmless. <laughs> or a, a bull snake <laughs> yeah exactly it's no boa constrictor or anything like that oh, i can promise that's you so funny oh man national signing day just uh six days away you uh, i guess you'll be gone for national signing day next week but 
what you're hearing from the staff, they got to be pretty excited about uh, the chances they have to close here, right? Yeah, I think so. And all things considered, you, you got to say it's been it's been really good. It looked at one point like maybe we're gonna <laughs> lose our grip on this thing, but they held on to it and. Not only have they held on to it, they're probably going to make it better. Now, I don't know that it's ever going to be end up being ranked higher, but with where it is and some of the talent that they've brought in, we're able to get recommitted and and signed back up. Pretty good stuff, man. And it's a more of a meat and potatoes class, like we've talked about before. Right. It sounds like they're going to get a really good defensive lineman from San Diego, and we've been accustomed to – you know, it's been a flashy class in the past, you know? Like, oh, wow, look at this five-star. God, they got three five-star wide receivers. Has that ever been done before? And there's certainly a place for that. That's not – doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, but OU needs to move towards more of a meat and, tato, meat and potatoes recruiting approach than a flashy approach. That's what's going to get them closer to a national championship, and I think that they're going to accomplish that with this class and the classes as we move forward here. Right. Let me ask you a question. I'm looking at the OU Insider page for the Oklahoma 2022 football recruiting class. Uh-huh. This is on 247sports.com. And it's got the 17 guys that have signed. And then it has hard commits to Gentry Williams and Jaron Kanick. What? If okay. Kanick is here, is he not signed yet and he's still like walk-on status or I, something? I mean, they, they need to change that one. I mean, they, they, I mean, he's lifting weights with the team right now. I mean, that needs to change. Well, but hang on. Tyler Guyton, who transferred just the other day, he's listed on here as a transfer to o, OU. He's already listed. So how in the world could Kanick still be on there as like they just haven't updated it? Because he didn't sign that first signing day, so maybe right. they haven't changed it yet. I don't know. That's why it says hard commit with Gentry. Like, he's going to sign on signing day coming up next week. I mean, everyone right. knows that right now, but just as of right now, he's a commit. But I, well, I get what you're asking. Is like, well, Kanick is on campus right now. Why is he not considered a commit or right. a, a signee, I guess? The reason I like, – typically I wouldn't care. We know he's coming, whatever – I'm just I'm wondering is that factored into their class already or not? Yeah, 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 yeah. That so would that be. will be. It's not only when I they believe sign. I, I believe that that's factored in. Okay. Yes. All right. That's what I was trying to figure out because it it's only got the 17 commits listed here on like where they've got the classes ranked. So I don't know. I guess that's what uh, that's what my confusion was. We had a uh, a, a quick conversation last hour about. OU's best position group, and ESPN had a story on it today. ESPN picked linebacker, which that, that if OU's best position next year is linebacker, that might end up being a pretty good thing. Uh, that means that Kanak turns into the dude that we thought he might. That means Stutzman takes that next step to being great. I think linebacker is in that conversation. I think wide receiver is in that conversation right now. I think secondary could be in that conversation. Is there like a clear – Best position group as of right now that you see with this team? Man, not really. I think whenever you, you first start asking about the positions that need the most work, 
I think offensive line comes to mind. I think however you want to put – are they doing corner and safety or are they just doing all secondary together? I, I would say secondary, however you want to group that together, is another – not necessarily, I don't want to call it necessarily a weakness, but that's one of the position spots where we need the most work. And I like kind of, I like the young talent that they've acquired, and I like some of the experience in the transfer portal. So we'll see what happens there. Um, is it linebacker? We're only bringing back one starter, Deshaun White. Yeah. And David Huebu, like, sounds good, and he's made plays in his career before, but. I mean, he's he's still got a lot. He's a guy that still got a lot to prove, you know. Yeah, I, I I think there may be a chance that he moves back to edge. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I think there that's a possibility. Um, I really like the the talent level that we have in that room, but. Most, if not all of it, is totally unproven. Even Stutzman. Like, we yeah. we are all very confident that Stutzman's going to turn out to be a great player, and that might happen as soon as next year, but until it's actually proven, it's unproven, essentially. So, yeah, there's if you want to go by overall talent, sure, backer may have more than any, but if we're talking about today, I, I might have to go with wide receiver. With Mims coming back, with Stoops coming back. But even wide receiver is a lot of unknown. Well, then, I mean, but that that describes the entire football team. The entire, the entire football team is a pretty big unknown right it's now. It's Turk. Punter. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, man, that's a really difficult question that I wouldn't think would be difficult. Um, safety... We're losing like, all of our experience at safety. Again, I think we've got some good talent there, but unproven. Corner, good talent, some of it unproven, other experience coming in. Man, what do you think about running back? Um, no. On If Kennedy Brooks was coming back, then yes, but I think running back is very similar to – is it similar than linebacker? At least linebacker has Deshaun White coming back. Again, running back. We feel good about it, right? Yeah. But outside of Eric Gray, who was you know just okay last year, who's coming back with a lot of skins on the wall? Who's coming well, back with a whole lot of reps and a whole lot of you know proven yardage? I, not really anyone. I guess part of it for me is just not what do you have coming back. I project Oklahoma is going to be back at the top of having the best running game in the Big 12. And like there's obviously going to be a bunch of like there's there's scheme involved in that, there's offensive line involved in that. Uh there's there's running back personnel involved in that. So like one of the reasons I say running back is because I believe our running game is going to be back in a huge way next year and a lot of it has to do with the talent in that room that I, I think Given the opportunity in this system, they're going to do really well. So there's not a whole lot proven there. But whenever I flip it over and compare that with linebacker, I don't know how sure I am that we just show up and play unbelievable defense next year in the Big 12. I think we'll be solid. I think we'll be improved. I think we'll be coached well, have a good scheme, have great game plans. I think all of those things are going to be the case. But – 
are we going to be talking about our linebackers leading the the Big 12 in tackles or in tackles for loss or any of those categories? Like, I'm not very sure about that. I am de- pretty sure about us leading the con- the the conference in running, though, running mean, game. It's though. pretty dependent on defensive line play, too, how well these backers oh, play no and their involvement. So, no But that is, yeah, there, there's... There's a lot of uncertainty with this team. Maybe more uncertainty with, with next year's or this year, whatever you going to say, next year's OU team that there's been in a while. But there's not very many position groups that you look at and say, oh, they don't have dudes there. Right. As unproven as they are, that's the exciting thing is to see what kind of develops at those spots. Today, in late January, we're saying, okay, well, backer, wide receiver, and maybe secondary are your three best position groups right now. But by the time August rolls around, I bet that that order is going to change pretty significantly. And a position group that we're not talking about today could definitely emerge as, you know, the best or one of the best position groups on the field. That's 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 a reason why you feel so good about this coaching staff. There's right. talent at these spots, and to see what they do with that is is going to be fun. And real quick on the point that you think that the running game is going to be back in a big way, I I would tend to believe that. I don't know this. But I feel like there's got to be a little self-scout going on on the situation that you're walking into for, like, Jeff Levy's sake, right? Okay, I'm walking into this situation. Let me self-scout a little bit what the offense has been doing, you know, the past two or three years. And one of the first things that he'll see is, dang, man, in... in 2021 and 2020, the running game is getting gradually worse. I feel like there's going to be a point by him, Bill Biedenboe and the rest of that staff, to run the ball a whole lot better than they have previously. Like, that's going to be a point of emphasis, I think, for this next season. Right. Well, I I, I don't think there's any doubt in that. And just a reminder, and I know a lot of people have have heard this routinely and done their own research and know it, but you're going to be told over and over about how how good this offense is and how many yards they put up and people are going to and it's going to be the same thing they did with Lincoln Riley is they're going to kind of label it as a pass first type of offense but it is not they will be they will be the most balanced offense in the entire conference maybe in the entire country uh, you look at Ole Miss last year they were like, I think they ended up being like number three or four in total offense, but it was almost split 50-50 on yards passing and yards rushing. <laughs> Helps when your quarterback runs it 20-plus times a game There's like no Matt Corral did against Tennessee. No Jeez. doubt about that. All right, we got to hit a timeout here. Keep hitting us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. On the other side, I have a series of questions I need to ask you and have answered immediately. Well, before that, we got to give away a couple Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards, too. Ooh, so. okay, perfect. All right, quick timeout. We'll be back. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 124, 125, 126. Why are you doing push-ups, Brad? Starting something new during the Start Something New sales event here at Seth Wadley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Paul's Valley, Seth. We set the standard. What others call new... 
We've been doing the whole time. Oklahoma, what Seth is trying to say is we've been giving the best discounts and the most money for your trades for the whole time. That's right. That means a big selection and a big savings. And big cash amounts for their trade-ins. Tell them where they should go to start something new. We're the store with more discounts, more selections, and more for your trade-ins. Plus, we'll buy your car even if you don't buy one from us. Get to the store with more. And don't forget about my promise of oil changes and engines for life on new or used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. So get to the store with more. Head to Seth Wadley Auto Group on the east side of I-35 and exit 72 or click SethWadleyDodge.com. Seth Wadley Dodge in Pulse Valley. Do you or your loved ones need health insurance? Call the insurance experts at Allison Insurance. Bob and Robert Allison have over 75 years of combined experience and their team wants to ensure you that they have the health care solutions to fit your needs. Call 405-745-2968 and they can help you with Medicare supplements, your HSA, and more. Get the best insurance for you and your family by calling Allison Insurance today at 405-745-2968. Entrepreneurs and more Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, more Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about More Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu. Hi, this is Tony Walden from Walden Cleaners. At Walden Cleaners, we know laundry and dry cleaning, but there are times when we need help with projects around Walden's. That's when I turn to our trusted partners, Cavens Maintenance. We have trusted Gary and his staff to come in and help with drywall repair, painting, plumbing, snow removal, and that's not all. We trust Cavens Maintenance and staff, and you should too. So if you're in need, do what we do at Walden's. Let the professionals at Cavens go to work for you. 405-573-3048. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. (laughs) What a bomb. (laughs) What a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. I have learned a new term that I had not heard before. Kids are saying this these days. They say, I've got a strap. Got a strap. Yeah, when you can shoot, when you've got a shot, when you got a good three-point shot, you right? Stra- you say he's got a strap. We refer back to those commercials a lot on this show, but there is no doubt. Like just then, you made me feel like you're that guy giving the seminar on a progressive commercial, teaching me about not becoming my parents. Ten times a day, I think about that commercial. Like ten times a day, I think I'm doing something right now that should be on that commercial. T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home award-winning funeral home year after year. Our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've You've got got our our word on it.
We are the Homeless Sooner fans. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Brown O'Haver studio. All right, real quick, two Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards to give away. Both of them are $15 each. You probably know the drill by now. Uh, tweet out, I'm listening to at Sports Talk 1400. I'm going to pick two random winners who tweet that out here in the next eh, 10 minutes or so. Nice. So, stand by your DMs if you uh, tweet it out. I'm listening to at Sports Talk 1400. Tweet that out on Twitter. All right, uh, you got a series of questions. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to ask you about a couple of phases of the game, and I want to know, is this coming season going to be better, worse, or the same All right. as it was for the 2021 season? Running game. Which, uh, by the way, yeah, better. we were uh, fourth in the conference, averaged 187 a game. I, I think it's going to be better. I think that they're going to stick to the running game a little bit more. You know, when it when we can all see as fans like, hey, kind of got them on their heels a little bit with the run game. Um, and Jeff Levy's not perfect, and he's probably even prone to outthinking himself and trying to go with the big play instead of getting the five and six yard chunks. But I trust him to do that more than Muleshoe, so it, it'll be better. All right, and um, you said better. For the record, Baylor was two, basically two twenty a game last year. They were number one in the conference, uh, which is by oh, by twenty yards a game. Texas was number two with one ninety nine, and we've had several years where we were above that number. So I think we should be right back around where that is and be able to challenge for number one in the conference. Um, deep ball. I'd be shocked if it's not better, man. Um, this goes with the run game for me. I feel like if I say the run game is better, then that has to mean the deep ball is going to be better or something is going to go really wrong. Mims is going to have more opportunities down the yep. field. Uh, Dylan Gabriel is a better deep ball thrower than, than what we saw last year from Caleb Williams. I don't know exactly what questions you're going to ask me like the rest of the way, but I'm most confident in this one that the deep ball will be better than last season. Better. And it, be- it, it better be, too, by the way. Yeah. I think it will, too, um, and I think the big reason is because the running game is going to be better. I think that's where that's where the money's going to be made for the deep ball. Pass protection. We were ninth in the conference last year and giving up sacks, gave up 33 sacks on the season. I'm going to say it's better because I don't, I don't know how much worse it can get. Yet yeah, you're losing a couple guys up front on the offensive line, but – and they've got some things to figure out more than any other position yeah. group on the field, but the way that the offense is going to be called next year, which is more of a focus on the run game, I'm, I'm, and a more experienced quarterback back there as well. I, uh, yeah, I, and I don't think that they're going to only give up nine sacks next year or anything, but it won't be 33 or whatever number you said. Yeah, here's where it's going to get a little more difficult. Run defense. Pretty good last year yeah. for the most part. We ended up being fourth in the conference, which you know isn't great, but there were some really good defenses in our conference last year. Um, we gave up 129 a game. Better, worse, same. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that it's the numbers won't be as good, worse, but I don't necessarily think that that means it has to be bad. Right. But they, they just lose so many guys up front. I It's going to be hard for them to replicate those numbers. Right. Pass defense, we were – this was bad. We were ninth in the conference. We gave up 261 yards a game um, against the pass. And it kind of goes back to the same thing. Are, are we going to be able to generate the pressure up front? Yep, 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 yep. We lost a bunch of experience on the back end. 
Yeah, it, like it's so easy just to say, oh, those numbers are awful. Like it, it's definitely going to be better, and I think it will be. But I don't think it's just a given for what you said. Where's the pressure going to come off the edge? Where's the pressure going to come in the middle? I mean, they'll find guys, but will they consistently be able to get to the quarterback? I'll say, I'll say it, it's better because those numbers weren't good last year. I'll also say it's better because I don't think the quarterback play in the conference is going to be all that great next year. That's a good point. You know. That's a good point. I think the, the the quarterback play has a chance to be down from from last season. It needs to be better. We we should not be at some of the lowest numbers in the conference. Really, we should be no worse than middle of the road in almost every category. And and I'm guessing that we get back to middle of the road, fourth or fifth against the pass. So I do, I agree with you. I think it'll be better. Um, pass rush. We were good last year. Third in the conference, 33 sacks on the year. Um, will we be better, worse, or the same? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't say that this defense is going to do that. Got to be That's worse. That's going to be – not the Achilles heel of the defense, but that's going to be the story of the 2022 defense for OU. Can they generate pressure? And if they can, dude, this defense is going to surprise us and be – really good, maybe have a chance to, to be the best in the conference if they can get consistent pressure, but that's a giant if, man. It's not well, It's not just so easy just to say, well, let's dial up some pressure and get there. It's it's probably the toughest thing to do. One of, one of the best defenses that we've had recently, and it's starting to not be that recent, but the 2015 defense statistically ended up being pretty dang good. Now – a lot of that is because they had one guy that was an absolute havoc bringer off the edge, and it was Eric Stryker. Uh, he created so much chaos that you know it, it helped us out so much. Like, we've got to be able to find a guy like that, and I'm not saying that they're going to find Eric Stryker or, or anything, but the point is, is if you can get one disruptive guy at a critical position, it can really help out a lot, and... I hope they can find that because, you know, Benito has been good off the edge. We've had Perkins who's been good off the edge. We've had guys the last couple of years that have been able to do that. And right now, if you're asking me who's that guy going to be next year, I don't I, I don't even know where well, to was point. Was it Stripling that played well in the Alamo Bowl? God, that yeah. game seems like it was four months ago. But he, he, he was the bright, maybe the bright spot defensively, though. He had some good plays. He had some poor plays, too, which – you know, you would expect he didn't start there for most of the season or any of the season, I guess, other than that game. So you would expect some of that. He, if he's going to fight for a starting job, he's got some big growth to do over the spring and, and summer. That was actually a very helpful exercise because as we look forward here, at least I um, think that the offense is going to be better in every single category. I mean, they may not have a Kennedy Brooks back, but in pretty much every area, they're going to be better. Defensively, there's just a giant question mark up front that they have to solve to be comparable to last year. It's hard to take you serious on saying that the running game, the deep ball, pass bro, all of those things are going to be better on offense when you're wearing a mule shoe snake shirt. I know, right? <laughs> Over a hoodie. It's not like I'm just wearing a regular t-shirt. I got my big giant hoodie on and then the mule shoe snake I, shirt. That's pretty funny. I sense a little bit of huh, bias. This guy uh, is a Bias, he's just got to be wearing a giant snake t-shirt on it today. That's funny. That's it's true, man. All right, true. Some guy was texting in and complaining, saying like everyone at the station always says mule shoe, and 
the Plank Show had to get after him a little bit, and I'm like, hey, you can come after me. I, I think it's hilarious and great content. I, I <laughs> This probably says a lot about me. I wear it as a badge of honor that they, I call the man mule shoe. I knew he listened, but I didn't think he'd text the show, Lincoln, out there on the West Coast, but um, we appreciate you for listening. Uh, all right, we got to hit a quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Stay with the text line, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush. Congratulations to Jay Reed and Jeff Matthews. There are winners of the Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards. Jay caught my eye, though, man. He said, I'm listening to at Sports Talk 1400 while doing nothing at work. Nice. Uh, something I know that you and I can both really respect. Heck so yeah. congratulations to those two. Uh, I'm going to guess tomorrow. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, pretty much every day until we run out, we'll be giving away Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards on the show. Air Cover Solutions text line, show some respect, please. It's Coach Muleshoe. <laughs> Made me laugh. Zane in Tulsa says, three seniors on the offensive line and Beatonbow is proven. I think the strongest group will be the O-line. If Zane is right, that could be best case scenario for next year. I, I just don't agree. I... I think Beanbow is without a doubt proven, and I think he is going to thrive under the new coaching staff. I uh, also think it's a big boost. You know, I, I don't think it's any you know mystery that Beanbow's best offensive lines were built under Coach Jerry Schmidt, not the the latest. Strength and conditioning coach that was here. The kettlebell guy? So I think that's going to be a big part of the development of that group. They've got to get way stronger, and that's already been talked about with their testing numbers so far this year. I just don't know that – I don't know how like top-level talented they are right now compared to years yeah, past. Yeah, you do. They're not very top-level that, talented. That's why I have a hard time saying that they're going to really lead the way. I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two is next.